Hello, and welcome back to Conversations. I am your host, Kendra Thomas, a licensed professional therapist in Atlanta, Georgia. And we are here to have part two of um, a conversation with my daughter about um, healing through trauma, mothering through trauma. So without further ado, welcome Kiara again. Hello, everybody. Conversation is. Mm. So we are here to continue the conversation. Uh, we thank you all for all of the feedback and um, all of the info about wanting a part two or excited about part two because we're excited too. So without further ado, we're going to get into it. Um, Kira, I have this question about is there a place in your childhood that may have been difficult that you you know are working through have overcome what are the steps we took to heal it is there anything particular that kind of sticks out to you that you would like to talk about um is that in relation to something related to like us it doesn't have to be about us it can be about anything it's plenty of <laughs> it's plenty of examples I could speak on, but I guess the first thing that comes to mind is I guess I might have been going through puberty around like thirteen or so when you were like really religious mm-hmm. and going to church and because of some events that transpired around that time with me, you pretty much was forcing me to be a part of church mm. and trying to force that on me to alleviate the other st- stuff that led to you want me to be there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that just kind of like put a sour taste of church religion all of that in my mouth because before that we used to go to church all the time and I didn't have a problem with it but I think because you were going through whatever you were going through you wanted me to be getting the same thing, and I wasn't receptive because I w- it wasn't free will for me. Awesome, awesome. It was more like you doing this because you have to. It was almost like church was a punishment at that time, mm. and I didn't like that. Right. And so with that, it was just like it's a no for me. Okay. But <clears throat> I think since then, over the years, I have developed my own relationship with how I view church, where it is as far as importance and how I want to introduce that to my child. Absolutely. So now it's more like I understand who God is. I understand how God works. I understand the relationship that God and I have and not necessarily having to be in a building to get that. Right, 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 right. And also, during that time, I learned that the people at the church were the biggest hypocrites. And that also made me not want to be around them even more. Because I'm like, y'all supposed to be the most forgiving people, the most clean people, this, that, and third. But, you know, growing and learning more about God and learning that he takes people with the most unclean record or the unclean lifestyle or whatever... He take them and make them totally different people. That's how Saul became Paul or whatever. 
Right. So I think that played a major role in me learning um, what spirituality versus religion is and how I would much rather have a relationship with God than to be religious and only feel like I got a, I got a t- 10,000 things that I must do per day in order for God to love me. That's crazy. Absolutely. So I think um, just looking at it, um, when you're when you're a parent and you're a mother and in my specific situation, without the guidance, you just do what you think is best at the time, which is not always best for your children. And so I'm glad that we get to have the conversation about it and you develop your own spiritual walk on your own. Um, and, and I know you guys don't know, we've been having these conversations for a while, but we just wanted to invite you all into it, um, to see that you can have conversations with your children. They can explain their hurt, their pain, the things they liked, they didn't like without, without being defensive. Without it equating to disrespect. Yeah. Without it being disrespectful. Um, but they're human. They are a whole people. And they feel, they emote, they have their own thoughts. They have their own trajectory in life. And so it's important to have conversations to just let them be them. Yeah. And so I'm grateful that we get to have these conversations. Mm-hmm. Um and do that and I, I mean I I see your spiritual walk and I see how it glows and grows and it pivots and it's turned into this beautiful thing and so has mine um religion has been something that um is important foundational for me but I mean I don't operate inside religion anymore I operate inside of a relationship with God and so relationship um, is totally different um, to me than religion. Um, so that's that. Yeah. You saying that about the children and allowing children to speak remind me of a conversation I was having recently about how I've always, in our family, from aunts to cousins or whoever, knows me have always seen me as somebody who is extremely vocal and I think that some people that didn't know us and how who we were may have saw that oh your child too outspoken she's too disrespectful this that, and the third but I think that it's a matter of I had to grow up quickly because I needed to be there for you so I thought Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and with that being said that developed a lot of opinions and I've always been a black and white type of person it's Mm -hmm. just now that I've become a parent that there's room for gray areas on different topics or whatever yeah but saying that to say I I appreciate the fact that even though you didn't always agree with what I said I've noticed how some of the things that I was saying to you as your child and you being a mother has been some, like, prevalent statements 
that helped you grow or hone in on a different aspect. And I think that's what we as children have done. I Even now with KJ being almost three, she'll say something and it sticks with me. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. like, I'm, I don't ever want to have her not feel like it's a safe space to speak to me about anything, regardless of it hurting my feelings or making me feel slighted. You deserve the floor. Absolutely. Because your voice, I don't know who I'm raising. Right. I don't know who she's going to grow up to be, and I don't want her to ever feel like she can't speak. I will always teach her to speak respectfully and, you know, with utmost poise, but at the end of the day... We children need that because if they can't talk to you, best believe they talk to somebody else. And you don't know their thought processes as parents and how they grew up and what biases they may inflict on your child because they don't have a safe space to speak to you. Right. So let me ask you this. What does respect mean to you? Or what is deemed respectful or disrespectful uh for me are we speaking from like child between child and parent no or just just, people in general in general because i have some things that i want to talk about when it comes to respect Mm, for me i feel like it's a matter of not what you say but how you say it okay so it's tone it's not even just tone. It's the words that you choose to use to relay whatever it is that you're trying to say as well. Okay. Because I could tell you in so many words, I don't like the way you did that. But instead of me saying, I don't like the way you did such and such, I can say, Mama, I would feel more comfortable with you doing X, Y, Z in this manner versus the way you went about it. Okay. So more of a, a I statement versus being direct to you is what you're saying. Mm. I would feel more comfortable if you did it this way versus saying... Yeah, I I guess so. Yeah, okay. So, my thing about respect and dated levels of respect, um, respect is subjective, so it's up to that person who... To interpret what that looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, because our relationship has blossomed into this beautiful thing of healthy conversations, whether it's a hard one or it's a soft one. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very grateful about that. But a lot of times, because there was as do as I say, not as I do, I'm the parent you're the child used to be my old statement Mm -hmm. i'm the mama you the child and uh those things are not as effective as they could be Mm -hmm. um now so now it's like me asking how can i support you Mm -hmm. or what is it you need from me instead of me trying to extend myself in something Mm -hmm. and it may seem aggressive yeah. Or even even tones are a big thing when it mm-hmm. comes to respect. I think once you give your children a voice in how to use it, mm-hmm. everything doesn't seem so disrespectful. Yeah. Uh, I think that's that's a generational thing, too. Like, it's drastically different from people that were 
growing up in the 50s and 60s versus people that grew up in the 90s and the 70s. Like, if I speak to some of my elders in our family, they might think that me giving them my own perspective or my feedback about something equates to disrespect because, you know, for a long time, people people thought that children shouldn't speak. Mm-hmm. You don't say nothing. Whatever mm-hmm. I say goes. Even <laughs> That's funny that we was watching Matilda last night, me and KJ, because I know one of the statements that her dad made was, I'm big, you're small, I'm right, you're wrong, or whatever. And it was another part to the statement, but it's like, you're teaching your child something already as is like it's black and white but that's not necessarily true and change is inevitable so the way that we parent can definitely be different and you can have better relationships with your children as long as you are optimistic and you open the floor for difference than what you were taught or how you were brought up yeah okay so here's my my additional question because i like that um how has going to therapy prior to having a child helped you with you being a parenting? Because your child gets to have a parent that has had therapy mm-hmm. and been in therapy, mm-hmm. and you got a parent that had no therapy mm-hmm. <laughs> until later in life. Mm-hmm. How has that been for you? It helped me clean up biases. Ah, good. I it like helped that. me figure out what I internalized because of how I was raised and changing that to more of I'm not going to parent you out of what I lacked with my own parent. Mm, I want to good. check in with you so you can tell me what you need from me because that was the main issue between us growing right. up. Right. It was more so you was doing stuff because you felt like this was what I needed or wanted and it's mm. like, no, I never wanted all of the things or all of the stuff that you was doing, I really just wanted you. Mm-hmm. I really only want yep. your time, like, for the longest. And I stay, I think that I'm still healing with this, but for the longest, I used to always say, I never had my mama to myself. Mm. That was a big thing for me. Because yeah. I'm like, first of all, your parents are gone when I'm born. You have this four-year-old brother of yours that you are raising and a guardian of. So I'm he's my uncle, but we're raised like siblings. And I have to share you with him when you were all I had because my daddy wasn't nobody that was present or an active parent in that way. Mm-hmm. So I just used to be like, okay, this is a thing. And then you had Justin. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's another person here now. Mm-hmm. So... Now that I'm older, it's like, well, not intentionally, but KJ gets to have me to herself. Right. Until I have another child, Mm -hmm. if I have another child. But at least she has that. And I didn't do that on purpose, but that's just how I see how stuff is coming full circuit. But not only that, I'm also, you know, I talk to her and she talks Mm -hmm. to me. And whether or not she, whatever age she is, she has a lot to say. Yeah. And she is very opinionated like her mom she's Mm -hmm. me but I like to say that she's the best of me but yeah I think therapy helped me somewhat through that and I'm still working through that but the more I spend time with my child I think that's healing on its own yeah I think that God gives you daughters as a mother a first-time child for maturity purposes yeah I I feel like it's some stuff that me knowing that I was having a daughter and knowing that 
I was about to be a mom, whether a single mom or not. It just was like, all right, I need to clean myself up for her because I want her to have the best of me. Right. I don't want her to feel like my mama... My mom was unavailable because she spread it out between all these other things. Or she going to gravitate to other stuff instead of honing in on me and building our relationship. I want to build a a solid foundation with her. Okay. So, I'm going to throw this out there. So, your your childhood hurt of not having me puts you in a position to give your child the opposite of that. Yeah. So, my childhood hurt of my mama being on drugs and all the things. Um, my thing was to give to you that you didn't have a parent that was on drugs and mm-hmm. all the things. So it's like the thing that we're missing, mm-hmm. we give it to our children, right? not knowing that we're parenting from a place of hurt, mm-hmm. even though we're healing. right? And that's, that's the beautiful part of me being able to communicate I may not have gave you that part, but mm-hmm. I did give you this part. And in giving you this part, um, it helped me develop some things in my life. Mm-hmm. And what you're giving your daughter gets to... And then she's going to find something wrong with you, and she'll give that, <laughs> <laughs> she'll give that to yeah. her children. It's an ongoing cycle, but it also can break generational curses because we oh, get absolutely. to choose the dynamic of what we're doing and how we're doing it. Yeah. But I believe it or not, I mean, I mean, I think I'm her person, but she's also growing her relationship with her dad, so she'll not just have me. Yeah. She'll have she, and then she has a. It takes a village, so she yeah. she enjoys her village and her village love her. Yeah. So, and she she's just she's she gets to have a safe environment. Some of the things that you knew growing up, she will never know. Right. Some of the things that I knew growing up, you don't get to know. Mm-hmm. And and or it's experience. okay. Experience. Yeah, that's a better way. Experience. But we get, we're changing it with awareness. Yeah. And so to close out this conversation um, about mother's healing is have conversations with your children, your daughters or sons about awareness and letting them see you and see the things that hurt you because a lot of times we parent from hurt and transparency was a big thing that I appreciate between us for sure. Yeah. Um, so parenting from a place of hurt and not communicating this and having transparency is something that you think your kids need, but they may not need it. But having a conversation and asking those questions. What is it you need from me? Mm-hmm. My daughter needs more time. These conversations that we have are very important in the growth and development of our relationship. Not that it's perfect, but we're perfectly perfecting it every day. And um, we just want to thank you for coming into our world and uh, talking about the things that we talk about on healing through motherhood so that we can um, create better humans, not better humans, but healed humans or people that are open raise to healing. Human. I raise good humans, that's what you say. <laughs> I did, I did. And I am grateful that I get to mother and um, I get to grandmother too. Mm-hmm. And um, I take that job real serious. So I want to be the best emotional support 
for you and your brother and your daughter and, you know, even my brother who I had an opportunity to help in his growth and development too. Yeah. I think I could appreciate this version of you. Not that I don't appreciate who you were before, but I I can really appreciate this version of you because it's more beneficial with me being a mom. It it helps me navigate more through motherhood because yeah, we'll talk about some other stuff off <laughs> off recording. All right. <laughs> Alright everyone, uh, we want to thank you for tuning in to part two. We're thankful to have you. If you need therapy, I am located in Atlanta. I am accepting clients in Atlanta. Um, what well, in Georgia? Virtual. Completely virtual. And um, you can reach me at dynamicchangecc.com or on Instagram at I am Kendra Thomas. And we will see you on the next episode.